You are listening to the Keenan Vision Podcast, produced by SalesforceDevOps.net. This is episode 15, broadcast Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. Salesforce DevOps Center launches with high expectations. Let's commit. Hey, everybody, it's Vern Keenan here with the Keenan Vision Podcast, and it's December 20th, uh, 2022. And this will be the second to last podcast of the year. So uh, happy holidays to everybody and around the world. And uh, we're going to have one more podcast uh, next week where I'm going to cover 2023 predictions, economic predictions. So you might want to stay tuned for that. But today we're going to go over DevOps Center and how uh, the Salesforce DevOps Center launch is impacting the industry and what I think about it and what other people thought about it too. So this week I just published an article on Salesforce DevOps Center where I interviewed about half a dozen industry folks about what they think about uh, DevOps Center, kind of like what does it mean for all the vendors and that kind of stuff. So So that's what we're going to go over today. So we're all familiar, I think, with DevOps Center from Salesforce. It is a new feature built into Salesforce that lets you manage release management in a way that you couldn't do it before. So uh, prior to this, we had a thing called change sets in Salesforce, and it's a real pain where you have to kind of like have the interface for two orgs open, and frequently, if you've ever used them, there's this thing about where they don't uh, compile properly, and you have to bounce back and forth and resolve change set issues, and it's not uh, very, uh, uh, there's no artifacts involved in this that you can really uh, manage very well. So DevOps Center is a user interface that lets you get rid of the change sets and use Git to manage your change artifacts that you use to update your Salesforce database. So I've used it myself in my own org, and it's, it's, it's kind of easy if you use DevOps Center in the simplest way possible which is to just simply, uh, you know, you, you install it and don't forget to, to uh, create the connected app and the ins- installation instructions. And then after you do that, you just go in and create a new project and uh, link a GitHub repository to it. It's got to be GitHub. And then the next thing you do is you go in and, uh, and you create what's called a work item. And a work item uh, is linked to the environments, I forgot to say, you have to define the environments first. So you put in your sandbox and you put in your production org into your environment. And then you go into the sandbox and you make your changes. And then you could go into uh, back in DevOps Center. And then you have this thing called a work item that you uh, designate to collect all the changes you've made in the sandbox. And it does this using source tracking which is a feature of Salesforce DX. And that's a, that's a cool way that they, they actually implemented this thing. So you actually have source tracking now with a button in DevOps Center. So that's actually super cool. That to me is one of the most important technical features of DevOps Center is they have uh, encapsulated uh, source tracking with a, with the user interface now in the, in the Salesforce interface. So that's, 
I think super important. And uh, so then you do that. It collects all the all the uh, changes, all the XML that's uh, sucks it down using a SFDX uh, pull command essentially. And then it will uh, package those those changes into the GitHub uh, or or GitHub uh, repository. Then it then you can command it to apply those changes to your production org. And it just seems to work, and it's a lot easier than change sets. So I'm converted. And I think I talked to Ian Gotts about this from Elements Cloud, and he thinks that there's 50,000 orgs out there who could use this now instead of change sets. So I think that's kind of a big deal, actually. So uh, congratulations to the product team and Karen Fidalik uh, for doing that primary goal. I see that as being done. But there are many, many other questions about DevOps Center that kind of surround it. Um, the I'm looking at my article here, uh, like, uh, who needs DevOps Center? Well, like I just said, everybody could use it. But there's the way that they're presenting it, the way that they're selling it, that makes it uh, suitable for people who are, who are involved in studying the Salesforce well-architected program. So we may be familiar with this. It's been uh, uh, it's a Parker Harris led initiative within Salesforce, where they are taking uh, uh, you know a very coherent approach to telling architects and would be architects how to build complex systems. So uh, and DevOps Center kind of is brings the well architected program to life to some degree. So by that, I mean it follows the conventions that are laid out in the well-architected program for doing release management. So it follows that particular pattern that Salesforce is trying to teach right now, how to you know, have a production org and then you have a sandbox development org on one branch of your uh, development activities, and then that can progress um, uh, release artifacts uh, down uh, a GitHub type uh, branch-based development strategy. When you put it through uh, a testing org, then a user acceptance org, and other sequences of uh, different orgs that you use for testing. And DevOps Center will facilitate those types of uh, release management strategies now. So that's, um, I think, kind of a big deal that uh, I see DevOps Center is kind of now coming in and uh, smoothing over some of the gaps that Salesforce has had in its developer and release management strategy. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, one thing to make note of, uh, let's, so, so a new subject, let's talk about uh, Salesforce DevOps Center architecture. In other words, how it's, uh, how it's built. So I mentioned uh, before, it uses the source tracking feature extensively. And that's important because the source tracking feature is sophisticated. It, um, it is a form of metadata intelligence. And if you've been following the blog, you know that the word metadata intelligence to me is special because it signifies uh, sophisticated behind-the-scenes action that lets you manage the complex metadata that, that uh, Salesforce uh, uses. And source tracking does that to some degree because it handles the case of, oh, somebody went in and changed 
uh, a setting somewhere, changed, uh, you know, uh, did something to a flow or some sort of low code thing in the org. Well, we can pull most, if not all of those things now using source tracking. So that's, uh, and then you create what I call a release artifact based on that. So it's kind of like the changes that you're trying to put into a uh, deployment, uh, uh, you know, your production org. Uh, you, you create that in what I call a release artifact. So that's cool. The, the source tracking is very cool, actually. So the other thing that's interesting about the DevOps Center architecture is that they are semi-open to some degree. So when you install DevOps Center, it creates a managed package. The managed package uh, uh, creates a custom object in the target org uh, called work item. And work item object has turned out to be a touchstone between uh, products like Prodly and Elements Cloud, who actually work with that work item object to bridge in application um, lifecycle management tools into DevOps Center. So that was a mouthful, but basically uh, work item lets project management tools interface with DevOps Center. And we're starting to see that with those two vendors I mentioned. They have other uh, reasons for, for integrating with DevOps Center too. Uh, it's not just about ALM, but uh, they, the work item object is a very interesting uh, open architectural feature of DevOps Center. Now we're going to start getting into why DevOps Center is not uh, a platform. And the, the number one reason is it doesn't have what I call a scripted command server. And most people call this thing a CI-CD engine. So it's the thing, it's, a, it's usually, um, you know, uh, it could be uh, Linux itself or it could be some other uh, type of, uh, of, of scripted uh, capability where you can lay out a, a complicated pipeline of execution to take one sort of kind of release artifact or source code artifact and apply it in a sequence of, of things and include everything in your pipeline including testing, including slacking, including, you know, everything. So that's what the scripted command server does, is it kind of creates a program, sequential program, and you could have conditionality in there, like if something fails um, in that script to handle your DevOps pipeline. So um, DevOps Center doesn't do that at all. So there, there's been a little bit of talk about it. In fact, that's where the talk about charging uh, for DevOps Center came up, is if they had that kind of scripting engine, a la uh, GitHub Actions is a, is a scripted command server, so, or a CI-CD engine. So uh, they would charge for that, just like how GitHub Actions gets charged for. So I actually hope they don't do that. I hope they just continue to use this, make this thing a tool. And a uh, big enhancement I'm looking for would be to add a CLI. So that if I am using my own scripted command server like GitHub Actions, I could uh, you know include CLI functions to command DevOps Center to do something that normally would require the user interface to make it do. So and you may already be able to do that. I'm not 100% sure by manipulating the uh, you know the the data in the custom objects. So uh, we'll see. So that's uh, the next, so it doesn't have the scripted command server and other reasons why it doesn't uh, 
comply with being a DevOps platform is that if you go look at the, the Salesforce uh, DevOps industry map that I've put out a few times uh, where I have, uh, uh, you know, I got nine layers and a total of 11 categories in this map uh, that describe all the complexities of being a full DevOps platform solution. Well, DevOps Center really only covers two of those. It covers the repository layer, and the, which is the bottommost layer, and it covers the tooling layer on top of that. And it doesn't do the next layer, which is super important, which is uh, pipeline orchestration. So that's what I was just mentioning about the command server. So it really is, is a tool, uh, quite clearly. Um, it, it limits itself in the way that I define it in the industry at the tooling boundary. So uh, it would have to do a lot of other things for it to be considered a platform. Uh, it would have to do the application lifecycle management stuff better. Uh, we need metrics and observability. We got to get Dora metrics out of these types of systems all the time. Uh, there's no thing about value stream management in, in within Salesforce at all at this point. I, I hope they would acquire a company that did something like that and, uh, you know, enabled us to have enterprise value streams tied into DevOps processes in some way, uh, if only to get KPIs from enterprise value streams to show up on people's dashboards, things like that. Uh, Cybersecurity cyber is another area that's, that's neglected, and, and you really need that scripted command server or ways to do uh, special integrations to get your, your security functions done in DevOps. Um, doesn't have any kind of functional testing uh, in there at all, really. So you need uh, partners like, uh, you know, Provar or ExcelQ or something like that. At this point, there's no way to directly tie that into DevOps Center. Um, Multi-SaaS capabilities. So we've got Capado and Opsera kind of and uh, uh, Salto leading the way on those and on that kind of things. And Salesforce doesn't seem interested in that for obvious reasons. And finally, the thing, ancillary data management. That's the thing that Prodly does very well with uh, Commerce Cloud and uh, CPQ and, and uh, things like that. And Salto does that. So does Blue Canvas. And uh, uh, none of that is talked about in DevOps Center. We can't script it. So that's why it's just a tool. And uh, I think I beat that one to death. Okay, let's talk about uh, some of the reactions. Um, Ian Gotts from, uh, from Elements Cloud was quite uh, happy to point out that there's no ALM function <laughs> in Salesforce uh, DevOps Center, and that's what uh, the integration with uh, Elements Cloud does. Um, Kumar uh, Chavikula from uh, Opsera, um, was, he seems not worried at all and points out um, all of the integrations that the Upsera platform currently includes, which includes also many more source control systems besides GitHub uh, online. Um, got a statement from AutoRabbit, um, and you know their emphasis is that they've uh, integrated uh, developer and platform cybersecurity features directly into the platform. So they were highlighting that difference. Um, Gil Hoffer over at uh, Salto, um, they have um, a very strong philosophy over there called uh, business engineering. And it's kind of this, this idea of, uh, uh, it's like a fundamental idea behind a multi-SaaS strategy, 
where you would be able to describe uh, configurations on a whole bunch of different systems. So I think, um, you know, he's acknowledging that uh, he actually says it's a threat to the vendors, but we have time to react is what he said. And he also thinks that, uh, like a lot of the other comments, like the most common course in all the chord and the course of comments was uh, that people love the fact that Salesforce is now acknowledging that DevOps is a thing. And kind of like acknowledging the fact that all these Salesforce DevOps platforms have been needed to some degree. And uh, they're kind of making a belated push into it is maybe the way a lot of them are looking at it. Um, okay, so yeah, Gil liked it. Um, I also got uh, comments from uh, uh, Prodly. Um, talk a little bit more about that um, in a second. So getting towards the conclusion here, I think we have more coherent tools for developers and trailblazers now. So there's um, a DevOps homepage in the uh, Salesforce documentation now. That's a big leap. And, and I think it kind of like shows how DevOps Center is kind of the binding force now uh, between low-code developers, uh, Salesforce DX, uh, VS Code uh, type developers, and the well-architected uh, program to understand how to build uh, critical apps and how to take them through a sequence of deployment orgs in order to have a safe and uh, viable uh, deployment for your, for your, to have an app digital product pipeline for your critical applications. So I think uh, get, this actually takes us quite a bit further down that road, I think, where now they have uh, smoothed over some of the gaps in there. And of course, we have to keep the pressure on and we'll see how they're going to do from this point forward to see if they can capitalize on this and maybe do partnerships or more more integrations with DevOps Center. So I think that's kind of the area we want to go in, plus listen to what the customers are telling them, of course. And uh, the number one thing on the wish list there is for more uh, source code repository compatibility. So um, Dave Clark from Prodly um, pointed out, and I talked to uh, uh, ben McCarthy uh, from Salesforce Ben about this too, and the uh, we think that DevOps Center the impact really is on the Trailblazer community. It's on people who uh, have admin training and are advancing and, and have got a lot of business experience and want to take it to the next level as a Trailblazer. And DevOps Center kind of makes that possible now. So before, you needed to be a programmer or to have developer training or skills to be able to open up a um, VS Code and do something with that uh, in order to move forward or be a leader with re release management. Now, with DevOps Center, it is possible for somebody purely with low-code experience to move into that role of leading a release management uh, process for your organization. So I think that's pretty significant. I think it opens up career paths and it open also 
should um, open up um, uh, progress in Salesforce customers actually developing and delivering apps that they can use uh, and that are delivered in a reasonable amount of time. This should speed up things, if only that you now have a management function for automation built into Salesforce for release management. So, like I said, it's it's uh, moving us forward, um, and that's kind of it. Basically, though, there are a lot of high expectations for DevOps Center. Um, I've I'm encouraging people to use it, so there's going to be hopefully a lot of people out there trying it and using it, and hopefully we're also going to get some community around it. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of trailblazers out there playing with it and kind of getting used to it over the next year. And I hope that uh, Karen and the crew at Salesforce continue to uh, push it heavily in marketing and the Salesforce world tours and other opportunities for them to meet users and customers. So I'm a thumbs up on it right now. Uh, congratulations to Salesforce for getting this out finally. Um, it was the worst uh, vaporware product they had, so it's good to clear that off the books. Now, we'll see how it goes for the next year or two. Uh, I'll be tracking it closely here. So that's it, everybody, for Keenan Vision Podcast uh, pre-Christmas um, during the holidays uh, period in 2022. And um, I'll see you next week for our final podcast where I talk about 2023 predictions. So until then... Let's commit. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Keenan Vision Podcast. Please come visit the salesforcedevops.net website and sign up for email notifications of significant updates. Thanks to 10 Ton Chicken for the music, which is available on iTunes. And also be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review about how well we did on this podcast.